Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Talks. We are here with Justine, who you okay. have heard on the last podcast. Justine is my sister's wife. This is true. <laughs> and I am so excited for this episode because I feel like as as cool as we are and as close as we've gotten, I haven't had the opportunity to ask you a bunch of obnoxious things. So <laughs> I'm still ready for that on the podcast. Oh, fun. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready, honestly. Good. We have a list about everything. So, or not, it's probably not everything. Not everything. But Justine? Everything we could think of. Okay. How would you describe your, uh, like, interest in many different things and or talent in many different areas like you just know a lot of things about a lot of things and have done a lot of things yeah well I um I'm a master of none <laughs> jack of all <laughs> trades <laughs> no I'm I don't know I I do have many interests and I enjoy learning a lot and so mm. that's why I'll like just um take up a new thing and play with it until I figured it out and then I'm like cool this is fun yep until the next time all right <laughs> yeah even yeah. over Christmas break Nikki and Justine I mean I think you guys maybe had the idea beforehand you'd already done part of it but they were like we're gonna make a cookbook because you guys cook a lot and have different recipes <laughs> and have taken really aesthetic pictures and freaking produced a full cookbook essentially <laughs> like <laughs> for a very short amount of time stuff like that yes would you say that's representative yeah yeah we like we both get a lot of ideas we're both very creative and so um we're just like let's do it and just like why not it's so cute <laughs> yeah, I, it's like inspiring it's awesome yeah I I feel like every time there's something like I'm not surprised anymore like earlier on I was like oh like she does that and then I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, not that, like, anyone is pegged as, like, any particular type of person. But, like, I'm just like, oh, that's a cool skill. Like, oh, that's another cool but completely different type of skill. And that that doesn't – how does she do all of this shit? <laughs> this, you know, like, how is she so good at all of this shit? And now, like, when I hear, like, when she told me the other day, she was like, oh, they made a cookbook. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, <laughs> I was, like, not even impressed. And then I was like, wait, I don't know anyone ever who's made a cookbook. So, <laughs> it's just, like, it's really cool just how oh. well-rounded you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's start with maybe just, like, your educational interests. Because you're, like, ac- like academically have achieved a lot already, too. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, where, do you want me to start at kindergarten, preschool, or just higher so education? On our, on our school shit list, we have um, first starting with undergrad, no disrespect to high school and previous education, but. Well, hot oh, there's nothing interesting there. Yeah, so. There's nothing interesting there. <laughs> where did you get your undergrad? What was your uh, degree in? All that fun stuff. Yeah, well, I went to UCSC, so like he's. University of California, Santa Cruz, and I um, got my bachelor's in art. But I mean, I did transfer from Cuesta College, and I got a couple of degrees there. Like, before I got audio. <laughs> like, yeah. 
like yeah like a recording arts certificate and then I got like a studio art AA and then like a liberal arts AA and I think that's it like I like you know I I, I did this recording arts first because I was just uh most interested in that I dabbled most of that when I was like in high school and as a musician and stuff like that so a musician then... you're a musician Yes. Funny on our list. I'm not even on our list. <laughs> yeah, I, I played guitar for a long time. Really? Okay, wait, no, I knew that. I, I've seen performances, obviously. Yes, I've seen that. I do know that. Guitar. Yes. Okay. See, I, I think there's a big contrast between saying you play the guitar and considering yourself a musician, though. <gasps> that That is a big difference as well. I so, know how to read music. Does that count as a musician? That like... counts as a musician. <laughs> I would see I wouldn't consider myself a musician because would you consider yourself a singer even though you know how to sing or or just like you know how to sing if you took choir in high school would you consider yourself a a singer I don't know it's tough Mm. at least it's consistent in the judgment yeah (laughs) (laughs) call yourself what you want I think (laughs) yes I agree I can read music but all good <laughs> snooty, my goodness um so art degree what like what kind of classes could you take because i think that's an awesome major to major in cool yeah i mean i had like drawn forever but i got really into sculpture right before like i transferred and so um i got really excited about metalwork so i started like welding and like making metal sculptures and then I even dabbled into foundry which is like bronze and uh, that's like what I mostly made my focus um I also took like anatomy for artists which mm. I like loved quite a bit um and like a architectural design uh-huh. art course what's what was your anatomy for artists uh like like what you learned anatomy so you'd be able to sculpt it Michelangelo did that he was the first artist to ever do that I don't know that yeah I mean we did drawings so um Mm. like we had to test and exams on anatomy Mm -hmm. and most of it was anatomy that related to like what you would see visually so Mm you break down elements um it was only a quarter because it was a quarter system so he was like I would love a whole year to just focus on different parts of the body Mm. and get really in depth about it um but yeah like some muscle groups bones like the you know, like why things, how they move and how it like creates this interesting look and how different people show those aspects of their body. And yeah, so it was figure drawing, but it like incorporated a lot of anatomy knowledge. That <laughs> is so cool. Really cool. That is awesome. it, like, because I, I have more experience with like the anatomy side and understanding that, but I've never really had an artistic side of myself pretty much ever so like the idea of like using that knowledge for art is like super cool like Mm -hmm. yeah it's something i never had thought of before and that is such cool class Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah i love drawing people so it was like perfect it was just like one of my favorite classes (laughs) i love that i also didn't know uh you welded um i think i might have but well, there's a chair in their house. Always. Oh, yeah, see, I do know these things. See, I do yeah. know these things that just don't come on the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, I agree. Um, totally. Right, that chair is dope. I want to learn how to weld. Will you teach me? 
Yeah, I would love to get like tools to weld. Yes. Okay. And then later on in my life, when I have property to have a kiln, like mm-hmm. for ceramic sculpting, will you participate? I mean, I'm sure my sister will too, but like, will you participate in create, creating things? Absolutely. I, that's like a dream of mine. That was something I never really liked. Like, I took a couple advanced classes in high school, but like, I would love to just like you guys' Christmas presents that I, I love that I got you guys from Etsy and supporting Etsy but like I, I could do that stuff if I had yeah. the equipment you but know there's like a there's a financial totally. barrier so my, my going back to your stuff is like how much of what you were able to do in school in those classes like like was that possible just because of the classes like I mean I can't imagine welding is like a cheap thing <laughs> you know right. like, like yeah or like I mean, your architecture like- classes like you know, like there's like it how is. Much it, I mean, is. like I haven't welded since I was like an undergrad. Like taking, like had a free studio, mm-hmm. a free quote unquote, like included, like included in my um tuition and materials and stuff like that. So yeah, I've missed it, and it is like oh, I don't have that privilege anymore. So am I still a sculpture? Sure, I like I, I identify with a sculptor, but like mm-hmm. I mostly like illustrate now because that is like the most accessible thing to me mm-hmm. do you have materials because you're currently not to jump around but you're currently teaching Equesta, right yes professor nevs yes that, that's me <laughs> <laughs> i actually had a student email me and started it with professor nevs so i'm like <laughs> you were like don't ever <laughs> it tickles me <laughs> i love it do you have are there uh, materials at Cuesta? Like, are you? Because I know you like, for instance, UCSB's campus has like a, um, like at our recreational center, we could like pay. I should have done this. This was like a gold mine. I didn't do it, but like pay a small fee to use their like studio and kiln and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they have all that stuff there, and um, like I first learned how to weld at Cuesta, mm-hmm. but I think it would take me um kind of like reconnecting the professor that manages that mm. and like swinging that mm-hmm. and be like hey I also know the guy who runs um the digital and like physical like fabrication mm-hmm. labs so it's like wood shop metal shop and like 3d printing and laser cutting. Ooh, yes so he's my friend but during like school like the school year it's kind of like not really accessible to let anyone else in because the kids are going crazy with all their projects. Oh, okay, that makes but sense. But I, I could nudge him in other, at other times. Okay. And be like, let me use your yeah. space, please. Pretty, please, pretty please. Okay, cool, that makes sense. Is there, is there mm-hmm. anything that you haven't had the opportunity to access that you're interested in working with? Mm. Is there anything like-, like something I haven't done? Well, I mean, um. I've been taking like construction management courses, like where like you build, you're building a shed. And so I hadn't worked well on like something like that scale. And like with those kind of, like I know like architecture, but it's like doing the hands-on, like I'm using a nail gun. I'm like cutting bigger pieces of wood (laughs) 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 and working with the team to like put, make walls stand up and stuff. That's cool. That's newest fun. endeavor. That's yeah. That's that's one of the latest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's 
There's just like so many layers. We're to going that. back to we're going back sequentially. So, uh, you got your degree in art from UCSC, and then like how soon after your undergrad did you get your master's? Um, I went right after. I mean, I took like four years at Cuesta so before I transferred. So I definitely like had a lot of fun there, and then um, got my degree, and then I, I mean, I applied while I was mm-hmm. in school. Um, to get my master's and that's how I ended up coming back to slow to get my master's in of science in architecture at Cal Poly okay master of science so what does that entail because I always get confused for like the master's levels what's considered art and what's considered science like you take math classes and science courses and stuff like that for your architecture program yeah, so I mean, an MS is like a lot more like scientifically grounded, mm. and so my emphasis was on sustainable design, and right. so I really delved into the technology mm-hmm. of it, and like there's a, like a there's a lot of math and science behind it, but really like the whole program, the first year you're working with like structural design students and like that are also grad students, so you're like co-collaborating and doing like interesting projects. And a master of arts would be kind of like a maybe a little bit more creative or theoretical, mm. but yeah, that makes sense. So, sustainability. Yeah, that's super neat. So, what does the future look like? Sustainable architecture. <laughs> um, it looks like we're gonna all new homes are gonna have to be net zero in California pretty mm. soon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually all commercial buildings and all buildings retroactively will have to like get to that speed mm-hmm. as well. Or they just get so torn down or what? <laughs> well, you can retrofit places. Like my, the building, the apartment I live in right now, the windows have been replaced. So they're like, well, it's more insulated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an act. Solar panels is a way of like uh, an active way to like, you know, cancel out the energy to make it net right. zero. Because net, net zero means, like, the energy that it consumes is, it, um, like, canceled also, out. It replaces yeah. it. So it also produces energy with solar mm-hmm. panels. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. My dad loves solar. Yeah. I'm sure he's talked your ear off. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I was in the solar way before. Way more <laughs> It was before it was cool. I was in the solar. I was ready for it. I designed this. We chose this house. Because... Uh, yes, he's like, the orientation exactly. of this home. Because the sun rises. It was very yeah. conscious yeah. decision. <laughs> yep, I heard it. I heard it all. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Um, yeah, it's good. Okay. So, see, we've already got, like, education-wise, you've got a lot of education in, like, a lot of different areas already, right? We're talking. Mm-hmm. Not even just like hobbies, but like not, we're not school. In, we're not even into performance art. I was gonna or... say potential more school. <gasps> you have plans? Um, yeah, I would love to go for my PhD, and that would also be in architecture because, um, you know, I, I love actually like teaching. Like I teach a sustainable architecture nice. course at Cuesta. So like that's what it like it's very relevant to my master's, but I kind of like want to push that what I like kind of foundation I gained, I feel like in my master's, like further my, like a PhD mm-hmm. program. And now there's just like a lot more freedom and creativity to 
being like a professor and and, and, being, and teaching and stuff like that that I enjoy a lot more than the firm mm. work that is kind of draining. Yeah, I don't even know what the firm work would look. What, how would that job would pan out? The tech. Um, well, I mean, the firm I work at right now, we do healthcare design, education buildings, and like mm. civil buildings. So we're doing fine right now, despite the pandemic, mm. because I mean, Those schools are... are like, yeah, we might yeah. as well just keep like, working, upgrade the things right. we're going to do it while right. kids yeah, are here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we have clients, we make plans for them. I work with a team, I have a project manager that's you know, tells me to draw like these stupid details or like <laughs> this and that. It's it's just like tedious and then yeah, it gets old. Sure. I guess like I'm over it. Well, especially but... because it's not like it's not like you're designing something and then carrying it out. It's like something else. There's you don't have a whole lot of stake in it. Yeah, yeah there's there's templates probably for all of it too. Like there's a, a standard that you have to follow in order to mm-hmm. you know meet X Y Z needs of your boss or your company or you know whatever you're building for totally yeah there's a lot of codes there's like um all of that jazz which is like fine I guess it's just like I'm not the role that is like a lot of problem Mm. solving in the way that like I enjoy like where it's a lot more creative and engaging um at the last firm I worked at like we had some small residential projects and he would kind of be like um, the principal architect, the owner was like, here, like mm-hmm. figure this out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. You know, so I'm designing like one bedroom apartment buildings yeah. and stuff like that for like long beach. Um, so that was like a little bit more engaging to me, but going through all the, the BS with like submittals and blah, 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 and clients. And I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it's, not, not my it's not your vibe. <laughs> it's, not vibe. <laughs> it's not like, I'd rather teach and talk about it and like, inspire yeah. and push like what we think we know totally things you know mm-hmm. i love that that's really cool <laughs> professor nez doctor doctor nez yeah i mean this is a goal <laughs> yeah it's legit i think i'd be the only doctor in my family so there's a couple of us that have you know masters but I'm like that would be like, really you know what? <laughs> I'm going for it <laughs> eventually. Yay! That is awesome. Okay, um, we have handy as fuck. I put handy AF. <laughs> that we kind of that kind of leans into all of the things we just talked about. Yeah. How you can build slash the fix, dresser fix basically anything. Like half of your home is furnished mm-hmm. by your hands. Yes. That is true. Would you say about fifty percent of the, fur- the pieces of furniture in your apartment? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm like, I mean, it's all either like stuff that Nikki got like mm-hmm. for free, you know, or it's stuff like I made or we mm-hmm. made together. So that's like kind of like I mean, I've taken into woodworking more because of welding is less successful, but um, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun and. I'm also like kind of frugal and because I'm handy, I'm like, well, I'll buy yeah. the parts and I'll put it together. Yes. <laughs> and then I have more creative control of yes. it. Yeah. Like. That's what it all comes down to. 
because you're also artistic and it's not just the frugalness like you right. can actually yes. make it look good <laughs> right we're like <laughs> i have the same frugalness but i have no ability to just create things <laughs> <laughs> because that sounds so fun okay so to yeah. build woodworking can we walk through the process of woodworking mm-hmm. so like like for instance to build your dresser you have to like Mm-hmm. Right, draw blueprints. Like, how do you plan for something like that? Like, scale essentially. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I sketched out some designs, and then I started like doing the measurements of that. Like, like I guess like you would uh, blueprints or an architecture mm-hmm. plan, and uh, getting dimensions and solidifying that, and like kind of like the technical aspects, like trying to think through all mm. of the details, and then like calculate how much wood I would need based off mm-hmm. of those materials and other components and then like also yeah they're like with the dresser like I had like exactly how many like dresser faces I need for one and figured out how they would fit on this like eight by four feet like Mm -hmm. panel you know to cut out like there's a lot of puzzles and there's a lot of many different components that I was like thinking through for a while before I actually built it so okay and that was just to like save how much wood you bought right like that was just yeah, to minimize like the, the excess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to buy too much or, like, be in the middle of it and not have enough and be like, and I don't have a truck, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, okay, and so, like, you bought, see, I'm, like, so I'm a noob about it, but so you have to buy different, like, dimensions of wood. Yeah. So I had like three quarter inch wood that I cut. Um, this I mostly use just plywood, and then I had like a half inch and mm-hmm. a quarter inch. So like the quarter inch I used for the back of the dresser and underneath mm-hmm. the drawers. Half inch I used for like around the drawers. Three quarter inch I used for the drawer faces and the whole exterior um, like sides mm-hmm. of the dresser. Because I also like cross reference and do a lot of research. I was gonna ask that. I was like, see how how do people... you put it together? And that's that's like a research part, yeah. and it's like the slidey things. Okay, cool, cool. The slidey things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Slidey like, things. Did you put like, call. like, like tracks on it? On it, or are they just like thirty? That's a. I, well, I got the glide full extension, like got door it. slides. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we're gonna get legit. It's legit. <laughs> it's legit. Um, and then for like actual wood, like do you sand it and then do you paint it and then do you coat it like how does that process work like the so I'm like genuinely (laughs) I I think I could get into woodworking that'd be cool I think but yeah how does that oh yeah yeah I you sand until it's like smooth or smooth as you want it or however you want it to look and then I, I usually just stain and so when you stain you let it sit like for maybe a minute or a few depending on what color mm-hmm. you're going for when you wipe it and then you once it's dry um you do a like a coating so you can co- I usually do like a polyurethane coat and so like that's like one of the most well, common there's like lacquers and like you can just wax mm-hmm. it yeah um Nikki likes matte or semi-gloss okay um so Nothing's like I don't think we have any high gloss things. Mm-hmm. In our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but like, to like, what is the purpose of sanding it? So it like uh, keeps 
either the um, the stain or like paint better. It also like helps you from I mean, not, not rubbing your hands raw. Yeah, splinters. Um, there's like obviously all the edges mm-hmm. of the wood are like sharp, and so like I kind of curve those or bevel those mm. a little bit with sanding. And I have a hand sander now, so like that speeds up the oh, process yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're building shit like that, and like that's something you want. That's an investment. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and literally yeah. hand sand. <laughs> I I. I built my like bed frame and I did it all oh. hand sanded. So you, you'd be surprised. You're... I am um, a very determined <laughs> person. <laughs> Make it happen. Putting the work in. Okay, so essentially, so essentially like chopsticks. That's chopsticks. It. Yeah. Yes. The sanding. So no splinters. What? No splinters. Yeah, like if you get rub chopsticks together, like that's kind of like Thank the impression you. getting. Cool. Yeah. And there's different like sandpaper grits. Mm-hmm. So like one's a little more coarse if you want to eat away at more of the surface. And then you got to fine for like a little more like refined and smooth texture. See, these all seem like very expensive hobbies. There's a lot that goes into it. I have a fun fact about chopsticks. Can I share? Yes. You, <laughs> <can be good. laughs> yeah. you know that it is considered disrespectful to rub your chopsticks at a restaurant takeout's one thing but like at a restaurant it's considered disrespectful because that implies that they have cheap chopsticks <laughs> and if you're rubbing them together <laughs> that's you trying to stop them from being so sharp and pokey and <laughs> splintery and if you mm-hmm. rub them at a nice restaurant it's like super disrespectful interesting it's just like a- makes sense. i knew it was like culturally not like it's, yeah it's like it's like a bad <laughs> habit for Americans who eat shitty takeout. <laughs> or just like, you know, are impressionable and yeah. see somebody do something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Have you ever considered like selling pieces? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't have like a wood shop. Um, and I work, I work like full time. That's true. So, like, <laughs> That's like a whole other thing. Like, if I had no other right. means, like, yeah, that would be one thing. And um, see, like, if I had a, a wood shop, like, I would need like a lot more expensive mm. equipment. Like, I can get by with like my jigsaw and like getting it like straight mm-hmm. enough, like, you know, and sanding it like fine enough. And whereas, like, you know, clients, you could be more particular or like really like need like a yeah. perfection. And but just sometimes requires better tools. Yeah, honestly. yeah it's like more care too. Because it's one thing to make something for yourself, mm-hmm. it's another makes it for someone else. Like it's like haircuts. I'll get free haircuts all day. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting anyone pay me for a haircut because then the pressure is added for the expectation of like paying for that yeah. service or for that object or that product. Right. It's just like it's, it adds so much more stress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But even like one of your other billion things, like if you wanted to like draw, you could probably set, sell stuff. Like I don't know. I'm not saying I won't run. <laughs> I you do? Jobs. Yeah, I'm cool. Oh yeah, because you sell. Oh, because yeah, we have yeah, tarot like... cards on here. See. Have it to the list. Ah. So, I want to actually genuinely talk to you about your 
line drawings. I don't know if those are like that's an appropriate term. Do you draw <laughs> that by hand or is it like electronically drawn, like on a, like a tablet or something? Because they're like perfect lines. No. Oh yeah, I mean, like I draw them by hand, um, and I like, like I do a pencil and I ink it, and then I erase it, and then I ink it again because usually it fades the line and like to go over any mm -hmm. imperfections. Um, but then it's just like I scan it with an app that like converts into an oh, SVG cool. file, and that's just like what it saves me the pain of trying to like, I don't know, light balance my like illustration that's supposed to be like black and white but right. it's yellow. Right, right, or... right. <laughs> that's super cool. And um, <laughs> you essentially just had like enough of a portfolio of pieces that you like put together a tarot deck yeah I mean I had been wanting to do a tarot deck and I found it kind of daunting um to really like have like there's like 78 cards in a tarot deck so that's like 78 drawings and then like each of them have different meanings so it was just like very like yeah overwhelmed sure. by that <laughs> um but I, I have like a few hundred drawings like um, that I've done over the last few years and so I like I looked at them and I was kind of like inspired I was like that would be a really good like tarot mm. card for this card and then I went through and see if I could find like drawings that I felt like were appropriate for all like the tarot cards and then made my life yeah. a lot easier <laughs> that's so cool do you did yeah. you find any cards that you were like I don't have anything and did you like make any additional ones or were you able to find something that fit for every card I was able to find something that fit for every card, um, and um, they all, I don't know, they all just, like, kind of worked. Some of them, like, I edited more, like, some of them were before I had the app, and so it was just, like, a, a lower rendering of an image um, that I, like, went in and cleaned up and made it, like, mm -hmm. up to par, but that's about it, like, since, like, you know, over the last three years, it's, like, I did, like, I don't know, three, $400 drawings goodness. or something. And that's just you, like, past time, like, just to pass the time, like, hobby, just, like, enjoying drawing, like, those types of drawings? Or did they have purposes, like, behind some of these drawings? Well, I mean, I think I kind of got more into line work. I, like, always was into drawing people and portraits and stuff, and then I got more into line work probably around 2017, mm -hmm. And that's like, um, and started getting into stick and poke tattoos. And then like, um, it lend itself to like, those kind of like simpler, like more minimalistic drawing styles. And because um, I've already always done like, kind of like more high resolution or just like real like shading and all that stuff. So it was just like, me kind of like reducing things and simplifying it and like another challenge. And so, uh, honestly, it was just, like, after a breakup, I needed an outlet, and I started drawing every day, <laughs> and then, like, um, I was doing that for a couple of years. Um, this last year, I didn't really draw much. It just uh, was challenging mm. for me. You might need somebody taking up all your time or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I mean, she nags me. She's just like, not like naggy naggy, but she's just like, you should draw. And I'm like, 
Uh, yes, told me to oh do that. I don't want okay, to. Okay, <laughs> we're on different levels because you produce like so much, but same freaking thing. I still people are like, yeah. I want something for my birthday, or like you said you were gonna do this, and then it's like, no, I might give you something that I've previously done, or like <laughs> when your expectations are gone of me, then I might produce what you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's not how it works for me. But like also for me personally, drawing, like isn't as much of like a I think like relaxing or like therapeutic outlet as I would have liked it to be because I'm so type a and like overwhelmed with perfectionism and like it's almost too daunting to like want to even attempt yeah I totally get that like I think I was stressing myself right. out at sometimes, so, like, it's not always, at first it was, like, um, like, even when I'm, like, sad, I, like, write poetry, yeah. and I consider myself a poet, like, mm-hmm. but I just, like, need it to, like, mm-hmm. come out, and, like, that's how like, I yeah. process emotions, is internally and through creative yeah. outlets, <laughs> but, like, once I was past that, it was just, like, um, I'd find images that I found inspiring and I was just kind of like I'm doing this for myself I don't care whatever and then people started following me more on my art account like, right cool whatever yeah so I that's cool but I really do like that your tarot deck specifically I'd actually like to talk a little about tarot decks because I don't know if they're like super well known and I think there's kind of a misconception that they like predict your future and like a very um sure, maybe yeah. superficial way um but you and Nikki do readings all the time. Yeah, it's kind of like a way to like just like think out loud essentially. Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really kind of like brings some things that like you're maybe not fully conscious of, but you kind of know, like in the back of your head. Or it's just like a pro a way to process, you know, like think out loud or like find inspiration mm. for something like you know, really, like, if you're asking for direction for the cards, to me, like, it is, like, telling you already what you think right. you, know you should do, but in a way that is, like, I don't know, a little bit more, like, tricking yourself into being, like, yes, I need to, like, that's a good thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have that bad habit that I right. should not do, because, like, it is deterring from what my goals are, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, like, so, I mean, I, I guess, not predicting the future to me, like, yeah, it feels more <laughs> more reflective of like yes. what's going on than it is what's ahead. Yeah, there's it yeah. talks like there's some cards that give like guidance or like some parts of different readings. I think maybe I should say um, that sure. give more of like an indication of how things might progress in that particular topic. Um, but it, I mean, I believe like the level of interpretation is what is kind of attractive about the process is how you know you perceive the card based on what you're thinking about and feeling um like gives you direction essentially yeah yeah you're supposed to like um be like kind of reflecting and mm-hmm. into the cards like it is like for where projecting is really good <laughs> it's like where you like project onto the cards because it's something you need to hear that you end up telling yourself. Um, and it's also like developing your intuition. Mm-hmm. So like kind of like a way to fine tune, like listening to like your inner self or like your more like 
authentic self or spiritual self or however you see it. It's really cool. Did I tell you the Christmas <laughs> one over Christmas break? I did a reading. You they did like a full reading, yeah, not like a full reading, right? Full reading, which is like hella cards. Mm-hmm. It's called a Celtic cross. It's Ooh. like 10 cards. Most I see is three. Bawling. Brittany was <laughs> crying. <laughs> And I, oh, and I don't, like, yeah. talk out loud as much about it. So I'm just sitting there being like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you just nod and be like, yes, <laughs> keep like, going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really therapeutic, I think, for sure. And like you said, it was definitely about something that was, mm-hmm. like, in the back of my head. And I didn't really want to, like, face or, like, really fully think through. And allowing something else to kind of give you the words for it was really mm-hmm. um, helpful. You know, it helped, it helped the process of yeah. coping about mm-hmm. something that I was struggling with. Totally. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a wonderful tool and like, you know, maybe like a way to do kind of like a, a mindfulness mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. Even, it's very grounding. Know? Like, yeah, exactly. And so you, you've already created your, physical cards your you know your deck but also like a big part of what goes along with like the tarot readings is like a the book side that like is associated with each card i've nagged her about that one (laughs) i'm not nagging i'm inquiring i'm saying i have (laughs) so there's a book that like goes with and it gives a description of each card and like a not a description but like a there's like a passage that it's an interpretation. interpretation there you go there's like a passage that aligns with each card that helps you guide your experience and you're also yes. considering in slash the in the of... process of creating your book yes. that will match your <laughs> your deck what what has that experience been like compared to you know assigning the images to the cards where there there was one process where you felt like a certain image like kind of resonated with the card and now you are creating this illustration or interpretation of of that card what's what's that experience like um you're cutting out a little bit but like the difference between like creating the deck versus like the yes. book is like <laughs> um Obviously, like, I uh, lean towards more illustrative or visual ways of communicating, but um, I think it is, it's been helped me know, like, learn, like, the cards even more. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have every single one memorized, like, but um, it's been, like, an, it's been a good experience, but it is, like, kind of, like, a little bit more time-consuming because I do feel like I have to take the time. I, I gather some multiple interpretations and I feel like whatever one fits the best for like what I want to say or what I feel like these mm. cards say so, so in like eight paragraphs doesn't seem like too crazy but um eh, it's taking me a while <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I, think it, I, I think it's I think a that sounds big very project daunting. <laughs> okay. yes. a very big project. no that does not sound easy whatsoever and you're also yeah. not um, someone to just like put something out there you know you're you're really like committed with your projects and especially something like this important to you i think deserves the time 
put in to make sure it's the way you want it before you put it out there. Yeah, totally. Like I, like, I do like to do things well, like really into like, um, doing something kind of half-assed. Um, I think I've done like, like, uh, 25 to 30 cards. And then I've written the whole, like how to do reading section. So like I did a little, uh, like a preface where like I break down what tarot cards are and like how to use them and some suggestions for like doing your own reading and different like reading types. So like that's already done because like I, w- I was also like mindful of like Brittany and Alyssa and like you guys just like, you know, like what if someone knew nothing and really wanted to use my cards? I'm like, okay, like what would I say? So thank you for that. Yeah, that is self-help. That makes it so much more approachable. Yeah. I think yeah. because like it's a it can be an intimidating process. Yeah. And like my first time, I wasn't I wasn't like I'm not gonna say I was scared, but I was I was definitely nervous about like <laughs> doing it wrong. I don't know. You know, like I yeah. I wanted to like get the most out of the experience, but I mm-hmm. felt like I was gonna hold myself back. So yeah. it was definitely nice having like someone so experienced to like kind of walk us through the process and be like, it's whatever you want. Like <laughs> there's no pressure on it. So I think that that passage is probably very reflective of how you explained the process to us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I tried, absolutely, like, and, like, you guys can read it and let me know if, like, it makes sense. <laughs> Perfect. Totally. But, I love um, looking over stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about good things. <laughs> and you guys specialize in personal statements and insurance reports. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, maybe you can nope. specialize in a tarot editing book. <laughs> I got you. Um, no, that I'm really excited for that. I think that I like I personally would utilize. Oh, I yeah, I can't wait. Not that I'm rushing you or anything, but like okay. I think it will be super cool to have like because like All your like your cards, like using your cards are awesome because we know it's your art. But then like mm-hmm. when we were using the other book and like the descriptions. Like, I just look forward to them being your descriptions, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I not, I mean, I mean, yeah, I do. I associate this with you, like, personally. Because you're the person, like, that introduced it to me, that I've had experience with it. And, like, just the idea of all of it kind of coming from you. Yeah, like, is yeah reassuring. Yeah, I mean, I, like found a, pl- a site that seems like it'd be a good setup for like on-demand printing so mm. it'll be like you know legitimate paperback book <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. I look forward to it coming out too and just like you know all my exciting hobbies and plans and activities that I got going on I'm like okay like between like the I don't know a new semester is about to start so it'll be like 50 hours of work a week like how I'm gonna <laughs> squeeze no don't don't let anybody rush you, Justine. Just tell them to chill out. I mean, chill they out. could try. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> chill out. But yes, you, you also have so many other things going on. Like, this is literally the, your back burner. Like, you have 
some very intense productions occurring. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Fairly often, which that was we so cannot, cool to hear about. Over. Like I knew like a little bit of it, but I didn't know to the extent. You guys, you and my sister, are putting mm-hmm. on shows like up every month. Yes, virtual like performance shows, like uh, variety shows, is what we're calling it because we uh, like she mostly intersects burlesque and and I um, intersect drag, and so we have to have a blend of those and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, virtual Zoom shows. <laughs> you have a production company. And mm-hmm. for people who haven't listened to uh, Nikki, aka Pussy Grimes episode, uh, which was a previous episode, um, you guys are also donating like most of that to different orgs? Like yeah. the small like show fees and stuff like that? Totally. Yeah. So we just like set up an Eventbrite link where people can donate however much they can. Like we like the important thing is like the show's for a creative outlet for us and other performers and then um we like want it to be accessible so we're not like trying to put a minimum or a maximum on it really right and then with those like I, I don't know I've like got a huge list that I gathered about um usually a lot of like nonprofits or organizations that are like doing mutual aid stuff like that are mostly um black trans or people of color um organizations that like we like found like that are doing really cool stuff that we want to donate to so that I mean that's been cool because like there's no organizations like that around here and we're white and (laughs) if there were more people of color we'd like love to like have them in the show like in this area and so it's like the little little thing that we can do to kind of like pay it forward contribute to yeah that's it's honestly so cool you guys are just doers you're just a doer i feel like did i use that I, term for heather too yeah i, feel I like there, there's such a small window of time between we should do this and then the doing of it yeah for you guys like yeah you guys are just like so you inspiring like, like you just uh-huh. are like oh yeah i'm gonna just take on this project and, and do it it's so cool it's so so cool i mean sometimes we'll talk about it for a little bit and then we're like we should just make that happen now. And we're like, okay. And then we do it. <laughs> that's just, that's really, uh, I think, a cool testament to your partnership, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's a factor in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we met through drag, like, performance. So it's just kind of, like, bonded over, like, the performative, like, creative part of ourselves. And so that's been, like, a huge part of our relationship. It's, like, yeah, being creative together. When did you first get into performing arts or drag? I mean, drag specifically, like, um, it was 2017. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I uh, was volunteering with the nonprofit in Santa Maria called Hope. It's like House of Pride and Equality. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, uh, my partner at the time was involved in that. And, like, I was like, hell yeah, I'd love to be participate. And they were throwing together their first ever Pride event because Santa Maria Mm -hmm. never had a pride before that and um they thought it would like there's a lot of like drag queens in the area we've been attending drag shows but um they're like honestly like this group also had a lot of lesbians so they're like it'd be so cool if there was drag kings like if (laughs) any lesbians wanted to be drag kings (laughs) if if any of y'all want to 
have a show with drag kings in it. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and so I accepted the suggestion mm-hmm. that I should do it. <laughs> is honestly what happened. And um, and I was like a part of the planning group, so I took on the lead of like finding other drag king willing drag king participants. Sure. So found a few, I think one other person followed through, but um, in that birthed my first like, you know, drag king persona as will pleaser Mm -hmm. (laughs) and made my debut on the pride show after party. (laughs) (laughs) Which for the record, legendary name. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Thank you. I, I definitely like it. Like I was bouncing ideas off my partner and um, they brought together a well pleaser and because I can uh, be a people pleaser or also just like really enjoy like pleasing my partners. So mm-hmm. it just seemed like really fitting for me. All like, encompassing. Me. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, well pleaser. Yep. Well please her. Yep, yep, yep. Love it. I love it so much. Um, uh, I this is kind of not in order, so I apologize. I guess it's a little sporadic. But I also no want to bring up the fact that you were like high key competitive wrestler. This <laughs> <laughs> was the worst transition. I prefaced it though, so it's fine. No, okay. Let me backtrack. So when did you have other questions? No, oh, okay. I'm just gonna smooth the transition. Okay, do it. So. Okay. When you said that you started drag in 2017, but you are also a performer, like previously as a musician lame. growing up. Oh, okay, go ahead, continue. So, yes. like, when did when did your like actually interest in like performing start? Oh, and then from there, um... she's already younger, and then we go into wrestling. Oh, okay, there we go again. Go ahead. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I follow. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I started. I was like kind of a nerdy kid. So in junior high, I. Uh, was in marching band and jazz band um mm-hmm. so I would perform in those things um in jazz band I played the bass guitar and so that's when I first got into bass guitar mm. um I had like bass guitar lessons like with an old guy who loved the jam and like play jazz and had a little band so was his name I'm Dave like... I'm just kidding <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I don't remember I anymore. No, no, I just feel like it's a Dave thing. Oh Sounds like a Dave thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I probably first performed with him and his band at like this like old coffee shop like in downtown and um, when I was like 15. So. That's so cool. That is so cool. That's a doer move right there. <laughs> not, not a lot of 15 year olds would have that type yeah, that of is, like courage that is awesome I was probably actually like 14 yeah see yeah it was right before I started like high school-ish I think because then like in high school I started to teach myself guitar and like mm-hmm. just had an acoustic guitar and took guitar class which was pretty like non really like engaging Mm -hmm. people just fuck around on the guitar Mm -hmm. but um that's when I kind of like got really into it and was playing a lot and was writing songs and then like I like 
had a uh, partner that was also a musician. So, oh, we got a band. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> yes. It does. I mean, I like love doing everything myself, but it, it helps to perform live with another person. <laughs> <laughs> and like he had had a band before. And so it was just like, we were both like having fun and mm-hmm. making music and doing covers and stuff like that. So... What was yeah. your what was your your area? What 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 genre were you guys yeah. performing? Um, okay, so we did covers of Taking Back Sunday and Paramore. <laughs> so nice. that makes yeah. <laughs> it's very like I and Tegan and Sarah. I knew a lot of Tegan and Sarah songs. So I was just like coming into my queerness and like into a lot of indie and alternative, a little bit like I mean, I loved like Jimi Hendrix and stuff for listening growing up. So it was just kind of like an expansion upon that. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Coming into your queerness with performances with your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. Oh, I had a question. Okay. Have you ever written music and or a song? Oh, yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like have you ever performed yeah, an how, original song? And how much would yes. it take? <laughs> Do it right now. <laughs> Can we get a recording yeah. on this podcast? <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't written like a full song, full stop, like uh, in ten years. <laughs> so, like, it was definitely like in, I'm in high school, writing a lot of songs, and like I like fucked around and recorded some, and then like. Um, early, um, I don't know, early adulthood, I guess, like, I was still, like, jamming, making music, doing some, like, home recording shit, um, and, you know, went to recording arts and, like, was playing with that, so, um, yeah, I had a few songs, and then I would, like, play open mics sometimes and play original songs and then a few covers, so I did all, I did it all, it was just like that singer songwriter type yeah that's so cool that's so cool it's so cool thanks so your your performance self began in middle school are you trying to transition Boom! To you see how smooth that translation was it wasn't that it was like just as awkward i think no nah, i think it was very smooth <laughs> so middle school you're performing but you're also an athlete yes. right middle school is that that is your your peak was that your peak of of your of your wrestling career or when was when was that um well I started wrestling when I was seven and so I started doing it like through school in junior high it definitely wasn't my peak I was like felt hella awkward (laughs) 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 I think as most people do but I was just like yeah And like, um, this is me. Starting <laughs> cold, it's just like I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> There's puberty, and we're in singlets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, um, in high school, I I like would like I started off pretty good because I obviously had like a lot of years under my belt, mm-hmm. and so I developed like some good technique. It was like. I think in high school when I first started wrestling girls because like I realized there's like girl wrestling leagues in high school that are like performing all over California and all over the United States um 
And so, like, my dad had suggested that to me, like, oh, we should go to this girls' tournament. Apparently, it happens every year. It's been going on, like, 12 years now or something. And it was in Napa Valley. And um, I went and I placed. And um, I don't think, I, like, I wasn't very high, but I mean, it was, like, seventh place or something. But um, it was kind of, like, all the other people knew each other and they had been wrestling each other for maybe a couple of years in high school. Yeah. So it was just like, here's this freshman just like right. out of nowhere, <laughs> just showing up in this tournament. And, and like, good. Yeah. Cool. Love that. Thank you. So <laughs> I did pretty well in high school. I think like maybe uh, sophomore year I did like sophomore, junior year. I, I like got second in regionals or something and um, third in state so Justine, you're so cool. That was so casual. Like you are so cool, Justine. <laughs> you said it like it was nothing like a third and stay. Like, uh, I, like I don't know, man. I'm getting old. I'm trying to remember things. <laughs> no, you ended on an odd number. You're a winner. <laughs> no, but yeah. she's so cool. No, it's so cool. You're so you guys are so sweet. I'm, I'm sorry. This is all this is all our podcast is. Newsflash, sorry. Just like hyping up people. But seriously, that's like that's just a, that's a lot of stuff a lot of really cool thing cool stuff because i think it i think it like speaks to your mm, drive to learn new things like you said but also mm-hmm. like uh i think because a lot of it is creative like just like express yourself and it's like I don't know. It's not just like what you're. You're not a one-dimensional person. You got a billion things going on, and they all. I'm not speaking very well. Okay. Oh, yeah. I feel like <laughs> it. It really shows your ability to connect with different people, because you have so many experiences and so many different avenues that you've. That's true. Like went through, and I feel like that really allows you to connect with anyone you meet like I felt like I it was so easy to connect with you the first time I met you like mm-hmm. I and like as someone else like I like to think that I you know connect with people fairly easily too so to meet someone else that was like in that same way it was just like butter it was just like so oh. easy like there was <laughs> there were no no riffs at all we just like went out to to eat like the first time we met that we're, was so fun yeah we went out to eat yeah and it was like <laughs> you want to meet her and we're like yeah like let's do it and john and i walked away i don't know if i told you i think probably have john and i walked away from lunch with you guys we were like oh my god i mean you'd only known my sister for like a year ish by that point yeah but i was like i've never seen my sister that fucking like goobery she was so (laughs) and goobery were like oh my goodness she likes her a lot oh yeah we like reflecting we're like yeah we were totally in love already so we're like, <laughs> cool, i was like oh my goodness i've never seen my sister like that wrong john and i were like wowza yeah. i was like Aww. oh well that's going good <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was just such a such an easy experience and and i i just know that it's it's it was you who made that experience so mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. because yeah. Like me, Nikki, Brittany, like obviously we'd already interacted together and like yeah. it didn't skip a beat. Like there was no 
awkwardness that entire time. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I would assume like you just have those interactions with like so many people you meet. Like, and with like meeting like Brittany's family, like, or Nikki's family or whatever, the Telligans, they (laughs) absolutely love you too. And like that, again, I feel like was such an effortless like transition to like I don't know what what do you think what how was your how was your experience this is what you're doing right transitioning here? into like the family the telegans what was what was that like you're putting on a spot oh. about whether or not she likes my family no <laughs> I love you I love your family <laughs> that was, that was, yeah that was an easy answer I want to know more about her experience okay you're right sorry oh, yeah I like you know, of course, like, Nikki, like, told me some stuff, and I get it, like, we all have, like, our family stuff, or, like, awkwardness, or, like, tensions, and, but I think um, it was, like, the easiest, like, time I've ever had bonding with, like, a partner's family. Mm. It was, was, like, super, like, natural, and you guys are all, like, goofy and authentic, so it was really easy for me to be goofy and authentic, Mm. (laughs) and, like, you know, right away, right away, I felt like I was, like, bantering with your mom, and (laughs) just, like, it was, it was great, like, I really, like, appreciate, I would definitely, like, I appreciate the thought that, like, I just, like, naturally connect with, like, so many people, um, but then, not always, like, I definitely, like, pick up on vibes, and I, like, I'm, like, "Mm, I don't like your vibe. (laughs) Like, we would not match well on CoStar. Yeah, I mean, it's beyond that. Like, I can tell, like, maybe, like, even specifically when a guy is intimidated by me. Yeah. Just to the heck that I'm, like, a more masculine presenting lesbian. Right. Like, I immediately. You're fucking like, more like, skilled at all of the things he wishes he could do. You are totally <laughs> to his You're ego. a fucking threat. You are a threat to his ego. <laughs> Look at me over here. I'm threatened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, I don't vibe with that. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, can you hear us? Um, you guys cut out for a second, but it says it's trying to reconnect. Oh, we can hear you. We're pretty connected. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But anyway, we're talking about not vibing with some people. Some so you just people. you either yeah. lean in or you lean out. Yeah, which is appropriate. Yeah. I mean, it's like... hello. And we're back. We're back. Right. We cut out precursor. But we're back. <laughs> we apologize for our technical difficulties, as always. 2021 has not been nice. I know, it's true. It's been kind of awkward. It's okay. Um, no worries. But yeah, again, picking up, what was the point of the, the point? It was literally a minute ago, and I already forgot. <laughs> oh, like, I, like, I'll meet anyone halfway, I think was what I was saying. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, if someone's, like, not, like, A, like, recognizing that I'm a person <laughs> acknowledging me or don't being, like, people. yeah they're like they're not like trying to engage with me then I'm like that's fine <laughs> yeah you do you I'll do me unless right. like I feel like I they need they would be open to that if I was more engaging mm. and it depends on the situation but definitely you know I don't click with everyone <laughs> I guess that that's is true. really cool that you felt the engagement from her family then. Like, yeah, that is super reassuring. And I totally agree. I, like, I felt the same way. Like, very welcoming family. And 
Yeah. Hey, we're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, so we also, I love my parents and my whole family. Let's put that out there. But also, we also want this to be like the standard. Oh, totally. For the record. We but want I, people to be open and like inclusive yeah. and loving and accepting and all these great things. For sure. Okay, cool. Just making, just, sure, making sure that's like an expectation. Yeah, it's just more. Yeah. It's, I think it's just more important that it's your partner's family that's like that. True. Like, yes, I agree. I, I agree. guess we want that for everyone, but if I had to choose, like, <laughs> I'm true. choosing my yeah. family and my partner's family and yes. the close friends' family, like those people. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's great. Yeah. My worst experience, I think, was like my first partner. And it was just like, <laughs> so it's just like leagues beyond <laughs> the bar was low no I'm kidding um, oh, I keep losing my questions in my head Um, I have a question oh okay no okay. Nope, no you got really excited I did well it's uh, I'm jumping around it's kind of off topic that's fine because I mentioned co-star and I've mentioned tarot cards but can we talk about? Uh, it's not okay. I can get the term on. Astrology. Good. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> read your mind. Yeah, she she knew what I was where I was mm-hmm. heading with it. One, those two. She was touching your head and tele telekinetically speaking. <laughs> exactly. I also have a I have a telekinetic kind of mind already just because the name. Um, but so first of all, tarot cards and astrology like aren't really the same thing and or don't overlap correct or they do correct okay I mean people are often interested in both right but definitely not actually like related Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so Justine does this really cool party trick where she don't call it a party trick it is I'm sorry I don't mean to belittle it you're right that's kind of belittling but it's really cool when you do it I apologize, but it's... no, no offense. Okay, so wait, is it? I can't even explain. Is it a reading of somebody's like signs? It's your star chart, correct? Yeah, like I mean, I'll I can like I can explain. I think charts fairly well, okay. and so if like like if someone knows like their information about like their placements or like we're friends on co-star or we just like look it up real quick Mm -hmm. if they have like their birthplace and time then like yeah I'll tell them about like (laughs) about like oh yeah this is your mercury and this is what it is and that totally makes sense for this (laughs) it's so cool it's it's fun my favorite part is when Justine and I uh or she'll do it but I'll turn to her expecting it now because as a way to explain John's habits she's like oh that's his Leo (laughs) okay so 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 CoStar we mentioned a couple times CoStar is an app that what does it do exactly you plug in your like basic birth chart information and it gives you your chart it also has like daily updates but one of the fun things is you can add friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to accept it um, if, like, you request to add them. <clears throat> and then um, it'll show you the, your compatibility, and it also, like, you can look at their chart and, like, see their placements. So it is kind of an intimate thing. That's why it's, like, great that, you know, people have to accept it. It's, like, it's a consensual relationship there. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah, so it's fun, like, to, you know, be, like, like, look at your friend's chart and be, like, oh, yeah. 
cool. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? We would never do well in bed. <laughs> yes. No, there are some people, I swear, and this is why I, like, add that little tidbit earlier, we would not, like, match well on CoStar. Because CoStar does this really nice thing when you're friends with somebody. They, like, um, give you essentially, like, happy, neutral, or, like, frowny faces, depending on yeah. different categories. And you guys' like, compatibility of, like, personality. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. the first time I ever downloaded a CoStar, um, some, I was sitting next to somebody who I was, like, kind of, like, not really close friends with. And, like, always... I liked him, but I didn't vibe with him. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And, yeah. like, good person. We just weren't on the same wavelength. And then he friended me on CoStar, and we were all, like, frowny faces. And I was like, that just totally <laughs> validates all those feelings that I couldn't, like, actually articulate about why yes. I wasn't, like, about this guy. And I was just like, that That makes total sense. You're just a frowny face. <laughs> we just don't work well. Our, our yeah. stuff, we just aren't supposed to work well together. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a mismatch, like, like, like ways of being. Right. And it's like, it's, I feel like I use it as a tool of compassion, like, not a weapon, obviously. Yeah. Like, like, it's just like, oh, like, yeah, Brittany. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're just so frowny. <laughs> you will always be frowny. It's just not gonna work. I'm just yeah. accepting it. No, if I had frowny faces for somebody that I was like wanting to have like a relationship or intimate relationship with, I would. You can work on frowny. I would exactly. Yeah. You use it as a tool yeah. to work on the areas in which you're not like astrologically compatible. Yeah, yes? totally. Totally. Like Nikki and I have a one aspect of our charts that are like a frowny face mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the rest is like neutral and most of it's good mm-hmm. smiley mm-hmm. like awesome mm-hmm. which makes sense but like the frowny face is like um our mercury's so the mercury is the planet of intellect and communication mm-hmm. so it's like how we think how we communicate how we kind of like seek knowledge mm-hmm. so her mercury placement is a virgo mm-hmm. which like she's also a virgo sun so it kind of like lends itself to like the Virgo's personality. So detail oriented, very precise, like kind of like meticulous thinking, very analytical and like, like, yeah, small, like tends to focus on smaller things or like more immediate things. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like a Sagittarius Mercury. So that means like my, the way I think and the way I communicate is a lot more like big pictured mm. and um it's like technically like a philosophy sign. So like very like kind of really into expansive knowledge, which makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. I do like to learn a lot. Um, it's also like Virgo's an earth sign and Sagittarius is a fire sign. So like I may like think or communicate in a like more passionate way or just like a lot like get all my own things and she'll be kind of like a lot more like grounded and maybe stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I'll be on one, or I don't know, you know, like, it's just, like, when, like, if we, any uh, kind of, like, disagreements we get into, it always, like, we look back on it, it's always, obviously, most disagreements are breakdown in communication, mm-hmm. but most of us is, like, sometimes we'll be saying the same thing in different ways, mm. and it's, like, not, uh, not being able <laughs> to interpret it because of, like, how you see things. Yeah, yeah, our perspectives are just, like, naturally different and um that's only like an issue when we're like not willing to see the other per- like person's perspective sure. or like having a hard time doing that right and then it's just like 
Man, which is obviously heightened when you're upset or frustrated. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, so naturally lends itself to disagreements if you're already in a tense place. Totally. Like I personally think, um, like this is not necessarily related to like astrological aspects, but like communication wise, like I pride myself on with like our relationship, like not bringing in like petty comments or like sure. alternative points that have nothing to do with the actual conflict. Um, mm-hmm. But that's like a conscious effort. It's very easy to just be like, well, I'm mad. So I'm going to be mad about this and say this to either have this type of reaction or, you know, get this type of attention or whatever, like the subconscious feeling is. And I was experiencing cool. that this evening when we were like, we were arguing about something minor and like, I was like, don't bring up something that is not relevant because you're frustrated, you know? But that's hard. Like, people, when people fight and, like, they get in the tendency of, like, arguing about different little things, I have observed that, like, little petty or irrelevant comments are, like, brought up. And then that just fuels the fire. And then people, like, yeah, totally. That leans into, like, the whole concept of team talks and like how we landed on Mm. this name is like the goal of us like we never have arguments to have arguments you know arguments are not about being right they're not about winning like an argument Mm -hmm. is just a poor phrasing like a way that you're communicating to reach a common goal like you argue or you have a conversation to reach like we have the same goals like be okay. We're on the same team. That's the whole point. We're on the same team. Yeah. We're not arguing to win. We're arguing to understand each other. And mm-hmm. that's like been a big foundation in our relationship and also in like part of why we created this podcast and like are communicating with other people and like learning to understand other people and not argue, but you know, try and reach a bigger and better understanding of, of each other. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like, it is, like, always great to remember that you're, like, on the same side or, like, mm-hmm. you do care about the person or, like, you do want what's best for them. And sometimes it's also just, like, feelings get in the way and right. um, the hard to navigate sometimes. They're 100%. That's what I'm saying. It's difficult. <laughs> like, that's not an easy task. Um, but, yeah, I like that idea of using... <clears throat> kind of somebody's star chart and their compatibility with you astrologically as a way to like better understand your interactions with them and relationship with them totally yeah like I've looked up like my brothers and it makes sense like Mm -hmm. um like with different tensions we had growing up as adults were like get along fine because like a lot of those situations also like alleviated themselves yeah (laughs) But, um, yeah, with different, like, friends and, like, vibes you pick up and you're like, oh, man, I just, like, really vibe with that person. You're like, oh, cool, yeah, like, we just got a lot of, like, natural ways of, like, thinking that work well together or, like, like our emotions that, like, resonate well, like, they're very understanding. Right. I, so. I see a lot as, like, understanding somebody's love languages. It's, like, mm-hmm. a very similar path where it's, like, I know that this is the way you appreciate receiving love and, like, how this resonates with you so I'm going to change my behavior so I make you feel that you know and it just taking in information to 
better yeah. help fuel a relationship, I feel like. Also, the same with, like, yeah. personality tests. Mm-hmm. You know, 16 personalities sure. and 9 yeah. personalities and, and things like that. Like, that is... It's not about telling you who you are, you know? It's about, like, mm-hmm. telling you how you may interpret situations and how you can handle the situations better. And it's recently... Totally uh, go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, recently, um, me and my buddy David, we had, a like, a Zoom call, FaceTime chat, and we took a personality test together. We, like, took it at the same time, Ooh. and we would, like, do any questions. So I know, we're so cute. <laughs> we, like, we would, this is, like, the relationship I have with David. We are just, like, totally that. <laughs> so, we, like, would oh. do each question. We'd be, like, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready. Like three, two, one, go, and we'd say like where we ranked, you know, on the the scale of the question, and then we would like agree with like where the other person was or where we were, and like reason why we were where we were, and then like it was like cool ex- like exercise to understand, and also check yourself because there's a lot of sub like subliminal, like subjective reasoning to why we answer personality tests and why they're not extremely accurate is because we a lot of times answer the way we think we should answer or the way we want to be perceived and that makes them inaccurate and having someone else there to be like no (laughs) like you're not that was really cool also as part of the exercise so similarly they're all just all yeah. yeah great way to like kind of like build an intimacy or understanding and kind of like step into each other's shoes and also like be like oh yeah you know I do know you and that's that's interesting that you said that because I think you're like more like this Mm -hmm. totally (laughs) so it's like also how we perceive ourselves versus like how we come off or others perceive Mm us but I I think I was just gonna say that um all of it's like a lot like tarot cards in the sense is Mm -hmm. like you interpret it how you want totally (laughs) like you you can definitely take what you want leave the rest not everything's applicable and not everything is like applicable in the way that you might think that like is the way that's said totally like read some astrology things and you're like I don't ever think like that right (laughs) but maybe it's like in a completely different way or maybe that's just not where it resonates with you on your chart it's just not right or just like part of the day that you're doing that you know, it could be the just the day. Like, and things change on the day. Like, how your perspective from one day to the next can change. You know, I took the same personality test back to back and had a change in one of my identities. Which, like, I took it two, you know, 20 minutes apart. And I had two different responses. So, I mean, everything is a little bit subjective with the times and with, you know, the point in your life and the experiences you've had recently. And everything is. Such yeah. a I was just gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, because that was my experience in addition to astrology. Like, I I would just like, I don't know, read the horoscopes or whatever that Snapchat sent me or whatever it is. And one, I was always like kind of a skeptic because like I didn't necessarily resonate a lot with like the general like my sun chart. How would you say sun star sun? sun- yeah, sign. Sign. <laughs> and then also, like, I do think, well, I think Alyssa and I have a 
a lot of similarities in our personality, but we're also like so freaking different in like so many ways that I'm like, we were literally born two minutes apart. Everything's the same. Oh, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Oh, we are disconnected on the other side. Mm. Trying to reconnect. Yeah. Oh, there we are. There we we're go. back on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying that Alyssa and I were literally born two minutes apart. We have the same everything mm -hmm. like signs, moon, stars, everything totally. is the same. But like, we're so different. So that was one reason I was always just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, well, it's also like nature versus nurture, you know? And that's true. Can't everything be? That's true. Um, I mean, she's definitely like had different life experiences that I think have influenced maybe some aspects of her chart. And like, it come out like more prominently or like your behaviors are just different, but actually represent the same thing. That's yeah. like how I would probably interpret it. Um, so those kind of different oh, dynamics. That, that's good. You convinced me. Okay. You make me a believer in all these. <laughs> I'm like, like oh, sold. I'm, and I like that too because, like, I feel like my natural inclination is to want to want to like feed into it, but then like my mm -hmm. logical side is always just like, but also stop it. <laughs> you know, it's like, like also no, but then I'm like, well maybe. <laughs> So I, I like hearing the, <laughs> the logical reasoning behind why it yes. fits. And like that, that pairing Hence helps. the party trick. Hence the party trick. <laughs> that pairing helps a lot for me. We're like, it's not just like, oh, I feel this or this is what it says. It's like, oh, here's like logical reasoning behind this belief. And that, that, is, yeah. that is what's valuable to me. Totally. Like I've like loosely like kind of like had interest in astrology, like kind of growing up and stuff. But um, it wasn't until like I learned more that I felt like I was like, oh, shit, like a lot of this is kind of like really good. really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that's like where I just like naturally end up getting into it. I followed a lot of like astrology meme accounts on Instagram that like enhanced my knowledge. Yeah, because you get of, the, like, the deeper folks. level of understanding where... <laughs> Like, the nuances. I'm just thinking of how many people just would look at an astrology meme and not understand any of it. Because <laughs> it's just like so far past them. Totally. Mm. Um, well, I think something fun to end on, um, if you would mind talking about your motif. Uh, oh, hmm. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm going to just talk about how cute she is. Oh. <laughs> You're busted. I knew you should talk to me. I wanted to end on your kind of motif of uh, seven, maybe. Oh, totally. Oh. Great. Good. That's cute. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a seven tattooed, like, behind my ear, right? um mm -hmm. but it's like my I identify it as like a life number in the sense that it's repeated throughout my life in different ways um mm -hmm. so I don't know my last name backwards spelled seven which is like I think like the most interesting and cool thing <laughs> which is like totally weird um <laughs> and uh 
when I, I was born in Maryland, my mom's like from Maryland and like, um, my dad's from California. Like, like my mom was in California for a while. Um, got pregnant, flew back to Maryland, <laughs> had me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when I was a kid, I, I was kind of like curious about Maryland, like, cause I didn't really know it. I just grew up in California. And so I learned that it was like the seventh state of the United States. And I was like, weird. <laughs> and um, weird. I'm born on the 7th of January, which also has seven letters. And Justine has seven letters. Um, so it was just like seven, 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 started wrestling when I was seven, you know, and then I like, now I'm like multiples of seven. It's kind of like how I set my alarm clock or something, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I'm just like a little bit like, I that. love that though. <laughs> We're on that level. <laughs> on that level. You about to get seven degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, count up all, can we right now count up your certificates and degrees at this point? Is it like five? Are we at five? Um, yeah, I think so. It's like audio technology, the two associates, my bachelor's and my master's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, you got a more to go. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know it's like I gotta get another certificate then get my PhD so I'm at seven <laughs> it's the whole process you know I got a lot to do <laughs> so much to consider and I have to make this tarot deck book <laughs> oh. oh yeah and I just so got a I synth hope. player so I just gotta learn the synth now <laughs> what's a synth player with that it's uh kind of like a keyboard but that's like really weird um, it's more, yeah. Tech it's sounds. more like. Oh, you can like do more, sound it engineering. Feels more with, haunted. <laughs> you can like control the sound waves and the effects of the sound waves, and I mean, like since that. you guys can see me, I'll, I'll show you a peek of it. But this is what it looks like. Oh my gosh, that's it's so got cool. a lot it's of like buttons. CJ keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and I was playing with it today. And it's a lot of fun, but no. That's it. Just gonna learn to compose on the synth now. <laughs> She's a doer, folks. She's a doer. Well, thank you so so much for being on. I love talking about you. You're so no. cool. I'm very happy. You're part of my family. We love no. you. I'm happy to be a part of your family. Thank you so much for having me. And I love you guys. You're great. Love you too. Yay. <laughs> Well, I look forward to having both you and Nikki on together at some point. Yeah, we didn't talk too much about your guys' relationship, but it'd be Loki intentionally, so we can talk about it together. (laughs) But yeah, I look forward to that. It's gonna be so fun. And thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed all of Justine's amazingness. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll catch you later. Bye. Hi, thank you.